0: This is Finding Home, a podcast that provides a room for third-culture kids with remarkable backgrounds to speak about how their past experiences growing up exposed to different cultures has shaped who they are today. Joining me today is Pedro. Pedro is half Japanese and half Brazilian, and despite being born and raised in Sao Paulo, Pedro ended up living in the United States and Germany. His stories about this cultural mix are absolutely fascinating to hear about. I'm so grateful that he came to tell them. Welcome to the pod, Pedro. Pedro. So, Pedro, are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Let's
0: do this. I'm so excited to have you on, Pedro. Thank you so much for your time. As always, I love to start this podcast at the very beginning. So, we know that you are half Brazilian, half Japanese, but that you also have, you know, spent quite a bit of time in the U.S. and now in Germany. But maybe you could give us another quick rundown through your background. So, like, where were you born? Where did you grow up? And also, maybe where are your parents from?
1: Yeah. Thank you, Simona, and, and very happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, but yeah, I'm half Japanese, half Brazilian. I was born in Brazil, and my dad's side of the family is from Japan. Uh, my, my mom's side of the family is, f- is f- from Brazil. So I grew up in, in Sao Paulo, Brazil, a little bit um, outside of the center of the city. And then I moved to the U.S. when I was 20, 20 years old. And for for work, and then stayed in the U.S. in Atlanta, Georgia, for seven years, and then moved to Europe. Came to Berlin, where I'm where where I live now since uh, 2019. Yeah, 2020. Sorry, yeah, 2020 is, is when I moved officially to Berlin.
0: Right in the middle of the pandemic, you know, like Iraq. I remember meeting you for the first time, and you gave me this this introduction to to your background, and I was just so fascinated because it's like the most incredible blend of cultures, you know, half Brazilian, half Japanese, but then also the US and and all that. So I was just like, I need to, I need to talk to you about this. So (laughs) I'm super, super excited to hear more about so many things about this, about your background. But one of the first things that I'm always really curious about is the idea of languages. So what languages did you speak at home? And what would you say is your mother tongue?
1: Yeah, that's uh, funny because people always expect me to speak Japanese <laughs> when I tell them my background. Uh, but I actually don't speak Japanese. My dad does and my, you know, my grandma does so as well. But but we grew up in, in Brazil and, and my dad was also born in Brazil, actually. He's, both his parents are from Japan, uh, but he, he was actually born in Brazil. So uh, we all grew up, you know, speaking Portuguese. That's my mother tongue and the only language we spoke at home. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. So at home, your dad or your family would never even really speak a lot of Japanese or was that just, you know, was that something that he would speak, but you would then ultimately not necessarily understand?
1: Yeah, no, actually my dad would not speak too much Japanese at home at all uh, because my mom doesn't speak Japanese. Uh, The only uh, occasion where he would speak Japanese is when we would go to my grandma's house and, and you know, all, all my uh, uncles and aunts, they, they were speaking Japanese to each other. But, but if there was any other Brazilian person in the room, they would switch to Portuguese. So uh, it was only uh, within the family, the Japanese side of the family.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Okay, that's really, really interesting. Because if then the Japanese language wasn't that dominant in your family, was the Japanese culture very important to your family?
1: Yeah, actually not too pre- present, I would say, you know, it was only, it, it was funny because I, I remember going to my grandparents' house when I was younger, and that was the, you know, this little Japanese world that we had mm-hmm. within all of, <laughs> so every time we went there, we would eat a lot of Japanese food, and we would hear a lot of Japanese, and even watch Japanese TV, you know, but... As soon as we were out of there, we were back in in, in the Brazilian, you know, world and, and, um, you know, a lot of Portuguese and a lot of Brazilian culture, like no Japanese influence at all. So it was sort of like this, only this one-sided influence, you know, (laughs) this little bubble, this Japanese bubble that we had. Yeah.
0: That's so cute. So you kind of had like a little trip to Japan every time you went to your grandma's house. <laughs> that is, that's that's yes, really right. cute. Yeah. But like, is there a reason? Was your dad, did he not want to kind of pass on the Japanese culture? Or was it maybe a cognizant choice where he was like, I'd rather my kids be really familiar with the Portuguese culture before I get, you know, the cultures mixed up at home.
1: You know, my dad was born in Brazil. So he, he, he feels very Brazilian as well. So mm. he was not... Um, I think if we were, and we were also like very close to my mom's side of the family, like with my grandparents from my mom's side, uh, they were very, much more present uh, in our family uh, when we were growing up. So it was more of a circumstance situation. And then and, and my, yeah, my dad, he was also like, he spoke, he, he grew up with Portuguese and Japanese at the same time, mm. but he wasn't like Portuguese was his second language, you know, he... He learned that growing up as well, so I think that's that's why we didn't learn at home and. Um,
0: yeah. Right, but would you then also travel back to Japan every now and then, or did you mainly just you know choose to it's, stay within you know South America?
1: Yeah, I stayed in South America. Actually, I've never been to Japan, and that's like one of my one of my dreams to go and see, you know, go to Kumamoto and try to go to like my you know back to my roots, sort yeah. of you know, and sort of see what how I feel there and, you know, if I can find any, any relatives and and just sort of like immerse myself in that world a little bit, but it's, it's more of a, a, a you know, it's a blood and, and spiritual connection that I have with it, but I didn't have the, the Japanese, you know, uh, influence like growing up as much. It was mostly on my blood and my last name, you know, so that's yeah. why people like me too. Um, see, but it's, it's, it's funny because Sao Paulo is also the biggest Japanese community outside of Japan. So it's really common to see, you know, people with Japanese last names in, in Sao Paulo and not have that connection with, with Japanese culture because mm. they were born and raised in Sao Paulo. You know, it's only because the, their grandparents or grand grandparents were Japanese and, and they, they held their last names, but but they were fully um, immersed in Brazilian culture and in the, the Brazilian um, way of living, I would say.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean, I have so many questions and reactions to this because this is just not only very new to me but also just extremely extremely interesting but also I completely feel you when you say like oh yeah the only thing that kind of ties me to, to Japan or one of the things is, is my last name and I think I mentioned mm-hmm. this earlier as well but I also have a German last name which tends mm-hmm. to give away my nationality <laughs> very quickly yeah. however I never very you know I never really feel very German so I feel mm-hmm. like what you mean with like the, the connection of the last name and, and the country of, that you're technically from but not really and and so on and so forth yeah. so it's funny how how that's something that definitely I feel like a lot of people can relate to but forgive me for for being a little bit culturally dumb but I'm also not very familiar with the Brazilian culture um and mm-hmm. I was wondering if there, you could give us maybe like you know three things that people should know about Brazilian culture if you've never been there before
1: yeah, I mean, there's you know stereotypes as always.
0: <laughs> yeah, I
1: don't think I fit into the 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 typical you know Brazilian you know stereotype of of how people act and behave. But I think you know the idea that people have in their minds is that Brazilians are very happy people and they're always down for you know partying, always down for like some some they're very joyful and and there's no bad times. You know, very optimistic, have uh, full kind glass kind of people. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and um, yeah, and then like from from like uh, uh, still staying in, within the people's you know behaviors. I, I would say like we are very um, we are good at improvisation and uh, we like you know um, we don't we sort of like go with the flow more than you know plan plan ahead. Mm. So it's a very trusting <laughs> uh, behavior, you know, especially being in Germany now. <laughs> uh, so. Um yeah, I would say I would say that and and you know, Brazilian culture, it's it, it really depends on Brazil is such a big country and I feel like every city and every state has its own culture, you know, and its own behaviors. Uh, it's it's a very special country, uh, and there's a lot of there is it's just a big and, and huge, you know, very rich in, in culture. It's, it's hard to pinpoint <laughs> all those things um, in, in a way, but, but I would say, like, that's the expectation that people have when I say I'm Brazilian, and that's what I heard before.
0: Mm, interesting, because I know, like, you, you kind of mentioned, like, I wouldn't say that I'm, you know, I, I fulfill all the stereotypes of, of being mm-hmm. Brazilian. Mm-hmm. So maybe, like, what is one thing where you just differ a little bit from, from that stereotype?
1: <laughs> well, I think I'm like I'm a very introverted person. Um, not very, but I, I feel like I'm, I'm I lean towards the introverted side much more than on the extroverted side. And I think the the expectation when you see a Brazilian is that you're gonna be like a very people's person, and you're gonna oh, be yeah. uh, very easy to talk to, and very uh, you know outgoing and, and and energetic. And I I have my moments, you know. I think I'm, I'm, I'm I. It depends on the day, and depends on a lot of things <laughs> from my. But I'm not always on that, um, you know, happy, joyful, extroverted mood, I would Mm. say, yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's, that's funny to hear because I sometimes hear like the same sort of stereotype being said about Americans as well. And then I also have some friends that are, that also identify as kind of being more like the introverted, you know, introspective. Yeah. And then they also say like, oh, it's so frustrating when people kind of go like, oh, but you're American. Shouldn't be you be like, you know, the, the really loud one in the room? And then they're like, yeah, but no, <laughs> that's not the same for everyone. So I've got a lot of questions about all of this. But I also, one of the things was... I know that you mentioned that Japanese culture didn't play too much of a role in your, in your daily life, but nevertheless, mm-hmm. did you ever feel kind of a little bit of this Asian culture in the way that you were raised? So specifically, like as an example, my mom is Chinese and mm-hmm. I really noticed like when I grew up that she even though she very much tried to make sure that I, you know, understood that I grew up in a Western world or in the Western countries and et cetera, she would definitely also still, you know, fulfill some of the Asian stereotypes of like really prioritizing education. So like, Mm -hmm. I remember like in the summer breaks when all my friends would be out, like having, you know, the greatest times, my mom would literally make me stay at like, you know, take three hours a day to make sure that I, you know, learn a little bit of math every day just to make sure that I'm on track. Um, And I'd be really curious if this was ever something that you were also kind of confronted with as a kid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Actually really identify what you just said about education. I think my dad had the same, you know, try to pass the same thing to me and my siblings. Um, uh, The... You know, he was born in Brazil, but he was still raised by, by true Japanese people, you know. Yeah, his, his influences were very Japanese still, and, and he definitely passed some of that to us as well. I think the education was definitely one of them. I remember, you know, like the, the when it was time to go to college or like starting, you know, he was always pushed us to like uh, prioritize education, you know, and, mm. and and then start working soon and, and um, always... Getting those experiences too, yeah, and I think like in a more, uh, uh, also like another Japanese influence that we had was like just behaviors in a way. I think my siblings and I were very respectful and and we're not we're not pushy, but it, it was very contrasting in, in in Brazilian culture because there was always like I, th- I feel like Brazilians are always trying to find a way to. Get to something quicker, or find the shortcut, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think the jap that Japanese way of, of of doing things is always like following the path and waiting for your turn and um, doing things, you know, the process right. Uh, so that was a very there was a lot of there were a lot of situations where you know that was contrasting of how we were, like, raised in a way and, and how things were done in Brazil. So that's what I'm trying to say. I don't know if that makes sense at all. It makes
0: a lot of sense. Now, it makes a lot of sense also because it's funny. I relate to that in a lot of ways as well, but in another, like, in a flipped way. Because we are German and Germans are technically also very, you know, we follow the rules and we, mm-hmm. um, you know, mm-hmm. there is, like, a very specific way to get to a place but then yeah. you know there's also this Chinese part of me, and you know in China relationships matter, and you try mm-hmm. to get to through places to places through your relationships, and you you're definitely yeah. a little bit more loud. So I remember yeah. us like my mom and me having you know sometimes a little bit of difficulties getting like really settling into the German culture because the Chinese mm-hmm. way of doing things is just a lot different. So yeah. what you it, say makes complete sense, but for me it was the other <laughs> way around.
1: <laughs> yeah. no, then, that's good. I'm glad.
0: I'm assuming this is something that you kind of retrospectively also really noticed as you grew up, but when you were younger, would you kind of notice that there was a little bit, you know, that you were a bit different from, like, your, like, quote-unquote different um, from your, you know, classmates, school friends, or, you know, people that you would surround yourself with that would potentially be, like, you know, 100% Brazilian?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And there was, you know, especially when you're younger, like in school and, you know, <laughs> the other kids can be pretty mean sometimes. So mm. it, it definitely, you know, I think as I grew older, I've, I I was definitely at peace with the fact that I was not, you know, fully, uh, you know, like by blood, fully Brazilian. But I don't think like any Brazilian is honestly, because it's, mm. there's so much mix there. But, you know, I think the the Asian community and more specifically the Japanese community in, in Brazil is in, in Sao Paulo is, 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 is huge in Brazil as well but in Sao Paulo in particular too mm-hmm. um, and, and yeah I mean just uh, I definitely felt out of place when I was younger like in school um, but then as you yeah as I started growing old, older I was like totally okay with that and it was like yeah that's you know part of part of my culture and part of part of my background I'm I and mean, I'm proud of it. But definitely, uh, definitely felt that on the younger years, I would say, yeah.
0: Yeah. Is there like a specific memory that you have where you, you know, you felt like, oh, there's a difference in the way, you know, that my home is and my blood is, than compared to where I live?
1: No, I not not no no specific memory. Honestly, it was mm-hmm. just like this feeling of of uh, you know when you're younger and you're trying to like make friends and you're you're like you feel a little bit different, you know? Yeah. It's not the best feeling when you're younger, uh, especially when you're, yeah, you know, trying to figure out life.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense. Would it then affect kind of the way that you would choose friendships? Would you choose friendships that are also more international? Or did you ever gravitate towards the more Japanese kind of culture or the yeah, Japanese uh, community in the country? No,
1: yeah, absolutely. When I was younger, I was, I remember this uh, childhood friend of mine that was, that also had a similar background to me. And we instantly connected and, in, 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 you know, um, in elementary school or something, yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the same, you know, background of mixed families, and yeah, we connected right away. But it's it's like I said, like in Brazil, there was also, in Sao Paulo, there was also a lot of people with Japanese and Asian backgrounds. So... Yeah, that, luckily, there, there were other people that I could relate to, you know, next to me that had like a very similar background, but that, that we definitely felt closer to each other because of that instantly.
0: I was also wondering, because then you chose to move to the US um, mm-hmm. and was kind of moving to the US, was that something that was very, you know, conscious because you wanted to expose yourself to a new culture or had you always wow. wanted to go to the US or was it something that kind of just happened by chance?
1: Uh, uh, Both. Um, (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I think, well, my my parents were always very supportive of of us. You know, we're we're four um, in total, like me and my siblings at home. And my parents were always very supportive of that. I think, you know, uh, looking at my dad's um, background and having immigrant parents, also always, you know, I think he was okay with that idea of, of, you know, moving abroad and how much that can, that can add to your, to your life. That's, that was always been very supportive and very, I've always thought about it when I was growing up and in Brazil, you know, as much as I love Brazil, like it's, it's, it's a great place and I, and I love, I love the country, but there's to live there and to mm. make a living in Brazil. It's quite, it can be quite difficult. I think my parents were always aware of that and they were always uh, pushing us to like be open to that possibility if it ever happened. You know, you should grab it and should hold, hold on to it and, and, and make the best out of it. When I got the opportunity, I was like, yeah, if there's one place for me to go and this it could be this one and my I have family there. So why not? Yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Oh, interesting. Because had you been in the U.S. before and if not, was moving to the U.S. in any way a culture shock for you?
1: I have been uh, once before. Uh, only for Disney World? <laughs> no, yeah, it was definitely a big culture shock for me when I moved there, and it was also, you know, the first time that I lived, I started living by myself because, you know, in Brazilian culture, we don't leave our parents' home unless we get married or if we live in a different city for some reason, for college or, or works. But if you're in the same city as your parents and you're not married, it doesn't make much sense to leave um, to leave your parents' place. So um, I was still living with my parents when I finished college. When I, the, the whole time that I was in college, I was still living with my parents, and when I moved to the US, not only I had a completely new country to deal with, I was also like had to deal with myself and 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 leave on my own. So that was definitely a lot of a lot of change at the same time.
0: Do you have like a specific memory of like oh this was definitely a culture shock in the US?
1: I think like the way we communicate and the way like. We greet each other, for instance, in Brazil, it's always like, you know, a kiss on the cheek or like a hug. Um, and and it, it's very affect, affectionate. So uh, the, to me, it was always like this, you know, meeting new people, seeing new people and trying to like connect. And then it was like the first the first introduction was already got a little awkward, like hugging people and like trying to, to you know, uh, just say hi to people in a way, it was already like so the first contact that I had with people was already like awkward. <laughs> uh, but yeah it's it's that's just like one one of the things. there's yeah, there's a lot of different things and and yeah, a lot of differences.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's funny, because I remember moving from the US to Germany, and the US is definitely, like, super kid-friendly, and, you know, they're Mm -hmm. just like, oh, honey, you're so cute, and, like, I'd go to the airport, and they'd be like, oh, you have such a cute stuffed animal, anyways, like, this very warm, like, very affectionate, and then I moved to Germany, and I was, like, Mm -hmm. shook, because, like, the same, it doesn't exist, I mean, obviously, it's just a different culture, but I have, you know, it's funny because your experience is like, I have the same, but I twist it again. Um, Whereas like, it was awkward for me as a kid, because I would come here and I'd be like, I would be the one who wants to hug people and say hi to people like that. And it was a bit awkward. So I know what you mean. Um, And that's an interesting, interesting culture experience for sure. Obviously, like, you know, you then have the same experience of moving to Germany, which, you know, I got a few questions. Why did you choose to move to Germany? And then also, did you have the same sort of cultural experience there as well?
1: Yeah, well, the the reason why I came to Germany, first of all, was because I also had the same sister who was living in the U.S. when I moved, also moved to Germany. Uh, so there was a there was a family connection, and I was also you know I was already living in the U.S. for seven years. I just felt like it was time for change, you know. And, mm. and I've I've always wanted to come to Europe because I love how uh, how much culture you have here as well, and how much history and it's so easy to travel to a different country and experience different language and different, uh, different food and different people. Um, so I was curious to, 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 to live here and see how I would feel like. Um, and I had visited a couple of times and I fell in love with, you know, different cities in, in Europe before. So when I had the chance, I also took it. And I was like, yeah, I had, you know, a great time in the US and I loved living there. Um, but, you know, I, I, all of these opportunities that, that, that I had, they were choices and not out of necessity so i feel mm. very fortunate for that because i know that some people they don't have that they don't have that the, the, these opportunities and sometimes they have to move out of their home out of necessity you know so that's something that i'm very grateful for and that i'm always thinking about as well definitely very different experience here as well but berlin you know it's it's it, it it's a very international place and it's a very multicultural it's a very multicultural city so in a way I felt much more much more adapted here at first than what I felt in the U.S.
0: Mm, Interesting did you have the same sort of cultural shock or was Berlin just genuinely easier for you to integrate into?
1: There is some cultural shock, of course, because you know it's it, it's still different. It's still a different country, and like you said, like the personal space part of of, of Germany, uh, it's still you still see that in Berlin. You just see a little bit less, and you see more people with that that are also like expats, and they have different backgrounds. So there's a lot of different cultures at the same time, but but there was. Um, there was a lot of of, of culture shock here as well. I can say there wasn't, and especially the language, you know, not speaking German and coming to a German-speaking country is is quite intimidating, I would say.
0: One thing that I was quite interested, and I forgot to ask this in, like, the questions before, Mm -hmm. but when you moved to the U.S., I'm assuming this was, like, the first time you had to, like, completely kind of live and work in English. What, What was that experience like?
1: It was quite difficult because, you know, like, I was... Studying English, and when I came to the US, my English was not good, and I, I didn't know a lot of the work vocabulary either. You know, that's like such a different way of approaching language when you're in a in a in a business setting, and in like a, in meetings with no with clients, and and just yeah, there was a lot of um, um, assumption from my side for a lot of words, and yeah. Uh, trying to guess what some you know word meant and, and, and trying to be like very careful with like how I I I communicated and, and 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 interpreted like other other people's you know um work work stuff in a way. So mm-hmm. it was yeah, definitely difficult. But you when you're forced like that's the thing. Like I was just immersed in in, in, in that world and, and um I had to I had to speak English, you know, and I had to to find a way around it so yeah in a way I I learned a lot especially in the language uh, department having to work and uh, use the vocabulary there
0: yeah yeah yeah, for sure and then if you so someone so kind of tying all of this together your backgrounds the language barrier the culture shocks but also that you moved around so much if someone were to ask you today where are you from what would your answer be?
1: I would definitely say I'm, I'm from Brazil. I think that's my, yeah, that's that's what I always answer. <laughs>
0: yeah. Oh, that's great. And if someone yeah. would ask you, um, where is your home? Would the answer be any different?
1: No, I would say, i would say it's Brazil. I, I it's funny because I remember when I was in the U.S., like on one of my last years in, the, in Atlanta, I, I, I traveled to Brazil and, I. I've always had this idea of like Brazil is home for me, and 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 when I was there, I was when I first got there, and I was on a plane, and when I when I landed, I I I didn't feel the same connection that I once felt, mm-hmm. and it was really weird. It was just like something that time does. I think like when I was already like seven years in the US, I feel like that home started transact. It started to change basically when I was like that long in the US. So I think it's it's a matter of time. And, and Brazil was slowly not becoming home for me when I was living in the U.S. But when, when I left and came to Germany, and then I sort of like restarted that process, uh, the, the, the home uh, default went back to Brazil oh. <laughs>
0: in my head, yeah. Ooh. And now that you're in Berlin, because Berlin is a mm-hmm. beautifully international city, do you yeah. find yourself trying to do certain things to stay connected to your Brazilian roots, whether that is to go to like Brazilian cafes or restaurants? <laughs>
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like there's way more more of that here than I had in the U.S.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah,
1: definitely Brazilian food. And I mean, I have a Brazilian friend group here as well. Um, my closest friends here are Brazilian. Um, so it's, it's definitely, yeah, I definitely I feel connected to the Brazilian culture here.
0: yeah oh that's great so you then I mean uh, this is maybe a stupid question but then you would probably be speaking Portuguese to your friends and and keep using that to keep up you know your Portuguese
1: yeah yeah, absolutely we always speak in Portuguese and you know nowadays it's easy to call family and friends as well
0: yeah, because, I mean, I remember, like, when we just moved to Germany, there was no WeChat, there was not even WhatsApp, and so, like, keeping in touch yeah. with my Chinese roots was just, like, so difficult for me and my mom, um, and now, obviously, it's a lot easier, but I just, I can't even imagine what it was like, or I can't remember what it was like just not being able to hop on a call with my grandma yeah. in China and just be able to speak to her. right. Kind of looking at this from another angle, how would you mm-hmm. say kind of having this international background um mm-hmm. how has it benefited you, and also how has it made things harder, even though, of course you say like the Japanese culture didn't play too much of a role in your life, nevertheless, maybe this question is something that you also have thought about or or you know you maybe mm-hmm. have an opinion on it?
1: yeah, never really thought about it too much to be honest, but I love the question. Um, I think it has benefited me. And and to being on my like openness, you know, of accepting and and being open to different cultures and different uh, backgrounds in a way because that's that's my background, you know, like mm. it's, it's very I have that's that's what I am. Um, so it it I feel very grateful for that because I'm I'm really I really appreciate that now, and I think that's that's that can only enrich someone's soul and 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 personality and. And life in general, so I, I feel like that's the benefit of it. I think the the, the downside of, of, of that background is that you know fitting in is is, is a hard thing, mm. <laughs> and uh, finding your own way and who you are. Like I think that's those are questions that are popping off, and when you when you, when you have a lot of mixed backgrounds, you
0: know? yeah. When you say fitting in, I find that such a, a really good word because that's like what, you know, deeply, it's such a deeply human thing to to want to fit in. Right.
1: Um. Mm-hmm.
0: And do you think because you've moved around a lot as well mm-hmm. and you've gone through the process of trying to fit into the country that you're living in multiple mm-hmm. times now, do you think that ha- that in any way has kind of changed your identity or influenced your identity in any way?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I think it shaped a lot of me and yeah I I keep thinking about you know when I was back in Brazil and growing up there my adoles- adolescence life and my childhood it, it was I mean as even though I was already feeling like an outsider within my home um it was still my home you know and it's still my comfort zone so when I moved geographically you know to to another country it's it, it's sort of like getting rid of all of that. Um, all of that comfort thing, the, the, your comfort zone and, 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 and sort of restarting all that process again. So we, in a way you're like, okay, um, you're, you're naked in, in a new place and you don't have the the friends you're close with, you don't have your family, you don't have your language, you don't have the food that you love and the places that you love going. So you have to redefine all of that and, and find substitutes in a way for that. And that ends up shaping your personality and shaping your identity. It happens naturally, you know, because you're surrounded by completely different things.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But Pedro, thank you so much for your answers and also for, for, you know, answering all my questions, you know, with so much ease. But I always end my podcast with fire questions. So question number one is, would you rather have a Brazilian steak or a duna?
1: Brazilian steak.
0: that was (laughs) very quick.
1: uh, I love that, but the Brazilian steak is, yeah, you just can beat that.
0: Yeah. (laughs) What is, what is like the go-to Brazilian steak? Like, is there a specific type of meat or is it like a specific sauce? We
1: love picanha. I think that's our our go-to. It's usually the the best cut uh, for Brazilians.
0: yeah. Ooh, okay, <laughs> fascinating. I th- I think maybe because I'm vegetarian, I have absolutely no clue. But this sounds very delicious, um, and I'm very curious what your next que- what the next answer will be because one of them you haven't been to yet. But the next question is, would you rather live in Tokyo or New York City?
1: Ooh, well, I've never been to Tokyo, but I would choose Tokyo.
0: Hmm. Okay. Why?
1: Yeah. Well, just for. You know my background. I feel like I, I owe that. <laughs> I owe, if I had the chance, I would definitely choose Tokyo, uh, just to see what that would be like and get that experience. I've been always obsessed with with Japan and and being wanting to go there for so long. So I feel like that would be a great great opportunity. Yeah, I yeah. love New York too, but I feel like I would choose Tokyo in this this situation. Mm.
0: Um, and that's interesting because it ties in very much to my next fire question, which is. If you could move to any city of the world, or if you could choose any city to move to next, what would your next stop be?
1: You're not giving me the options here. That makes no, it no. Much more yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I feel like I would try to leave somewhere in Asia, you know, just to go to a different continent that I've never been to. And, um, Probably Japan I think I would try to go to either Kumamoto or Tokyo somewhere in Japan I feel like that would be my choice now mm. uh, I could choose freely like that yes
0: yeah amazing Pedro thank you so much for your insights and for your stories and for letting us be part of of your life journey as well I'm so intrigued I guess I've already said this before but I still have so many questions that I want to ask you. but yeah I'm thank you so much again for your time and for being part of this podcast.
1: Thank you, I Appreciate it. And yeah, we'll, we'll catch up properly too.
0: Yes. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Finding Home. We'll be back next week with another story from the Third Culture Kid world.